Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome into this edition of Big Drive Energy. I am your co host. Spencer Smith, aka at Big Drive Spence, along with my brother and co-host, the legend Mitchell Smith, Big Drive Mitch on Twitter. What's up, man? What's happening, bro? Good to see you. Good to see you. Before we get into this podcast, we want to tell you guys this podcast is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. So get on the get on the DraftKings app if you haven't by now. I don't know what you're doing, but I've been making money on Michael Porter Jr. every single day. I'm calling him Money Printer Jr. now. I think RK, our boy, I think he coined that originally, but I'm going to continue to use that as he has made my mortgage payment for the month of April. So shout out to Michael Porter Jr. for hitting his over every single game. And on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet that every single time, which I am, it's an auto bet for me at this point. Um, quick, uh, quick shout out to me, and I know we'll get into it, but... I think I also made the listeners a little bit of scratch last week. Yeah, if you guys listened to the pod last week, Mitchell had a hell of a week. He picked two of the top three, and I had a T8 and a couple guys in the top 20. So we uh, we were we were pretty spot on. Now that's two weeks with two winners in a row, so get at us. Our picks were shit to start, but now they're as hot. We're just finding a groove. We're yeah. finding our, our vibe. We're grooving. We're Nikola Jokic-style groove for the entire season. Don't let me get hot. Don't let me get hot. So today we're going to kind of recap the Valspar and talk about Sam Burns' impressive win. And I'm going to play a little clip, which he indirectly 
answered one of my questions uh, in his post-game interview that I asked on Twitter. I was super stoked about that from the DNVR golf account. They actually asked him the question that I tweeted at him, so super hype about that. We'll talk about his first win on tour and breaking through, and then we're going to, since the Valspar has such an interesting trophy, which Mitchell alluded to last week with the golden paintbrush, we're actually going to rank our top 10 trophies on the PGA Tour. We're not going to include majors and things of that nature, but we're going to include our top 10 of just random trophies because these are really some badass trophies. I'll include, the green jacket. Yeah, the green jacket is obviously the best one. With the, You actually get a trophy with the Masters as well with a replica of the Augusta Clubhouse, so that's pretty dope. Uh, but we're going to recap and kind of rank all the, the trophies on the PGA Tour. Some of them are pretty wild, so I'm going to post some pictures in the, the DNVR.com, so check that out. Uh, after this podcast, after you listen to this podcast and see how crazy these trophies really are. And then we're going to discuss the Wells Fargo Championship coming up this week at Quail Hollow, one of the few venues that gets a tour event every year and also has uh, majors added as well. So the two, I think the 2017 PGA was here, I want to say, won by Justin Thomas. So we'll get into all that today. Um, first of all, we want to start with the Valspar Championship and, and Mitchell picking us a winner with Sam Burns. How did you feel about that? Um, I felt really good about it. I don't really know, honestly, if I'm being very real with everybody. My reasoning was not quite there. Um, he drives the ball well. He strikes the ball well generally. And, I mean, he's a very young guy. He's 24, and he was going to break through eventually. And I just kind of was spitballing a little bit, and I landed on a winner. And realistically, when you've got a full field of PGA Tour players, 144 guys, Picking a winner, there's really no mathematical rhyme or reason behind it. We've seen guys come out of nowhere and win this year. We've seen favorites completely crap their pants. So I'm not going to discount my own choosing of Sam Burns this last week. Uh, who was my other top ten, Spence? Uh, you, had, you had Victor Hovland, who was T3. And so I only picked run. Victor to win. Um, if I recall correctly, I said Sam Burns sprinkle on the win, but top ten, so... If you did both, you hit both of those. And then I did only have Victor to win. He did finish fourth. Third. third. Solo third. Third. What a disappointment. What a fucking loser. Third place at a PGA Tour event. Goddamn. Man, we um, should just quit golf probably right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, in, when it comes to odds, too, it's just such a weird thing. If we're just talking from a gambling aspect, like we're talking about our odds for next week before the pod and. Keegan Bradley's plus 5,000 to win this upcoming week. And he just finished second and played pretty damn good at the Zurich. I know it was a team event with Brendan Steele, but um, he's playing really good golf. So uh, I don't know where they're coming from with those kinds of odds, but it's all just kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, it's funny well, just because we picked – so we've picked two winners in a row, which is fire. We're, we're hot. We're cold. We're like charcoal, fully what's white, our unit charcoal hot. But that's basically 95 units in the last two weeks that we're up. So, um, But we, in the last two weeks, we've picked based on no real facts, just kind of our gut and our, our players that we like, and that's what happened. When we picked, when I picked Leishman and Smith, I picked like Cam Smith, so like a Michael Porter Jr. auto bet for me. So I basically pick Cam Smith every week when it's, when it's a possibility. And then your Sam Burns pick, you kind of... It's just out there, but when I do hours and hours of research, I have three guys that barely make the cut and don't even really care on Sunday and Saturday. So 
Yeah, the the human factor definitely comes into the equation. You really can't put numbers to a golf tournament because that's the difference between golf and every other sport, especially when you're betting on it, is at a basketball court, usually averages will come into play. And they usually do with golf too, but you have to really take into account the course because guys – play differently on different courses and they may not like or not like a certain hole here or there and it really does factor in at the end but it's it's things that are unmentioned that really nobody knows so i feel like betting on golf is the biggest crapshoot and that's kind of what makes it so fun you know what i mean i think if i were to hand uh my DraftKings app to my girlfriend and she picked three random people she'd have as good a chance of winning as I do. You know what I mean? That there, Like you said, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Um, but we can't take away from the fact that we've picked two winners in a row. That's, yeah. that's pretty... So, so bro clock has struck uh, 12 twice in one day. <laughs> twice in two, two weeks, if you want to get real technical with it. But yes, we have been very hot. Um, I wanted to say a quick note. Well, first of all, I'll say Keegan Bradley did choke it away a little bit burns made some very clutch putts down the stretch he just hit it solid he's 24 years old and it's just amazing how young these guys are now and they just come out and they're ready to win and that's kind of what annoyed me with burns's uh post-round comments he was crying which is fine um you know do your thing big old no sean moreno tears national anthem vibes rolling down your face but uh he was like my wife has been uh, through all this with me the entire time. It's like, bro, did you just get married yesterday? You're 24. And so I had a little bit of an issue with that, like acting like he's been grinding it out on mini tours for years. He's been on the PG tour since he left college. Let's put it that way. He's had sponsors invites and I'm not taken away from his success, but I can think of a lot better storylines than an All-American from LSU who's had nothing but advantages for at least the last five to six years, and I'm sure he did before that. Um, And he's acting like it was just this breakthrough moment. It's like, dude, there's guys who wait until they're 35, 40 years old to win on the PGA Tour. I mean, 99% of them never make it. And so, like I said, I can't take away from the fact he won on tour but the whole, like, my wife's been with me this whole time and, like, just acting like it's such a, a grind for him. Like, bro, you're 24 years old. There's plenty, there's just about 95% of tour players have waited longer than you did to win on tour. And to have, I mean, he's had really good success on tour before he even got uh, his first win. So that kind of struck me a little bit the wrong way i don't know about his childhood so i can't speak on it um i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say he's probably a country club kid that got a full ride to lsu and then he was out on tour at the age of 21 and one on the pga tour and now he's balling all big dinosaur tears like he he's been through the whole whole ringer so that was long story short i had a little bit of an issue with that but other than that i mean he played awesome He's a great player. He could 
be an outside choice for the uh, Ryder Cup team later this year, so who knows? Jesus, you're only 26 years old, and you just went full get-off-my-lawn on this poor kid <laughs> winning his first PGA Tour event. Man, that's You rough. cry those big alligator tears like you've been through the whole fucking gauntlet, like you've been sleeping in your car for the last 10 years. You've been living in some LSU frat house, partying your ass off, playing golf every day. That's your. That's literally been his job, I guarantee you, since he was a child. And his, him and his wife have probably been married for 37 days. <laughs> but but she's been through it all with him. She's been, she's been to all the five-star hotels on the, PG, on the West Coast, in Hawaii. She's been on the Florida Swing. She's been through all of it with him. She's been at all the spas. She's been at all the five-star restaurants. Like, give me a fucking break. I'm sorry. Like, I, that that rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, if you couldn't tell. Jesus, I guess so, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's a lot for me to handle right now. I don't know where we're supposed to go from there. I'm sorry. I just had to... I, it, it, right when I saw it, I was like, you got to be shitting me, dude. Like, I, I hope it was just... Uh, a grateful cry, not like a, oh my gosh, it's taken me forever. I guess when all your buddies are winning and they're younger than you, maybe it, it makes you feel like you're a, a failure. Um, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, he's doing very well for himself. Don't want to knock the win, not trying to take anything away from it. But yeah, that wasn't my favorite post-round press conference I've ever heard. So, All right, well, um, round <laughs> Uh, from, All right. Well, okay. on that note, uh, moving on, just talking about the the rest of the top ten. Uh, great showing from Keegan Bradley, who's kind of emerged this year, and not emerged, reemerged, I should say. From he used to win all the time. It felt like, or he was always up there, and he had that s- stupid little tricks on Cleveland visor on, and he was winning, winning a. He won a major, didn't he? In that he won. He won the PGA Championship in two. I can't, no, it wasn't 2006, it was like 2011, I want to say, 2013. I used to be a big Keegan Bradley guy when I got my first sponsorship with Cleveland, that was V-Hype. And then Victor Hovland, you're another one of your picks there, sitting at T3 with Cameron Tringale. Abraham Answers, uh, Solo 5, Vaughn Taylor, Max Homa, T6. Um, I picked to win at Louis Oosthuizen. He finished nine under, so eight shots off the lead. But he started the round or started the tournament with a two over seventy three. So, and he actually made a pretty good run at it after Sunday. He was looking in an okay spot, but he just couldn't catch up. And then rounding out the rest of the top ten, Troy Merritt and Joaquin Neiman. So, pretty kind of uh, like a stacked leaderboard up there with a lot of players that have played a fair amount of good golf this year. And this wasn't that stacked of a tournament. I mean, Justin Thomas was in it. Polter, Corey Connors, who was another one of my picks, finishing almost in the top 20. So not really a stacked field like we're going to see this week at the Wells Fargo with six of the top 10 official world golf ranking uh, standings players playing in this tournament. But a good win nonetheless for Sam Burns. And like I said earlier, I so they PGA Tour tweeted out questions uh, basically for the the audience to ask a question, so I'm like a semi-reporter. I should maybe get a press pass for this one. Uh, Are you but Big I, J now? But Big J, Capital J Journalist. Uh, but I did tweet out um, what kind of what your nerves were like down the stretch, and this is what he said, so this is via PGA Tour on Twitter. Yeah, I think so. My nerves coming down on 18. Um, you know, it was nice to have a, a four-shot cushion. 
and I think, you know, when I hit that shot there in the bunker, um, I just wanted to see that it wasn't plugged. And, and I walked up, and it was on the upslope, and I was like, I mean, I could not ask for a better lot, not a better situation. Um, so that was that was just that was really cool to, to kind of know in that moment, uh, as soon as I hit the bunker shot, that, that we had done it. Yeah, it's really special. Uh, you know, I always grew up watching Hal and David, um, and I, I've been fortunate enough to be really close to the Thomas family. Um, and I would just say, you know, to David, thank you uh, just for all the support and advice you've given me over the years. Um, and just inspiration to, to the whole state of Louisiana with, with the golf. And um, it, it feels good to be able to, uh, to try to follow along in their footsteps. Yeah, I think so. So him falling right into your uh, reasoning that he was known David Toms his whole life, so. Yeah, David Toms has made about $60 million on tour. And uh, David's son actually played on LSU's team with Sam Burns. So... I'm sure all their sleepovers were shit. I'm sure David lives down in some holler in backwoods, Louisiana. <sighs> Give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh, man, the amount of salt flying out of your mouth right now is just is just too much yeah. to handle. Yeah, you just, if you know you're a country club kid, you're, you know you're a country club kid. Just own it. Just own it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so now we're going to officially move on and get to oh, kind of... wait, wait, wait. Can I make one more quick comment? Of course. Not about Sam Burns. Um, I think Cameron Tringali is probably the best player um, to have not won on tour yet. Like, I think he's almost 30. Or he's, no, he's got to be well into his 30s. Let me look at his career earnings real quick because... Here, I got he, you. I'll pull it up. You're pulling it up? Yeah. He is not one on tour, I want to say, ever. And I bet he's made like $15 million. And That's just a shot in the dark. I could be wrong. But I feel like I'm close. We got dead air. We got dead air. Dead air coming through. Fill it with something. Are you finding it? Yeah, I got it. I got this. Well, I pre- let's, let's see how much quicker I can get it. So, anywho, yeah, Cameron Tringali, he's been around for, like, forever, it feels like, and he still hasn't won, and he always just kind of backdoors his way into the top ten. Yes, yeah, so he's, oh, I was just about 100% on. He has never won on tour. He has 26 top tens all time, and he has made almost $14 million. So, uh, not a bad living. What was the Kevin Kisner line? Um... This ain't a hobby, or... The other one, 20th, they... 20th put pays pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he, he was T7 at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am this year, the third place at the RRSM Classic, and third T3 at the Valspar. So he's only won one time around the world, um, but never on the PGA Tour and never international so but he is 65th in the world in the world golf ranking so he's just one of those guys that nobody ever really talks about like he's low-key living everybody's dream he can walk he can go to his favorite coffee shop get a cup of coffee nobody knows who he is he can go anywhere do anything he can show up to a pga tour event some guys probably don't even know who he is he's like i'll throw out a couple 68 69s make 500 grand and i'll go home (laughs) and you know, it's, it doesn't seem like a big issue for him. He doesn't seem like he's too concerned with getting that W. So I just had to throw that in there. Um, 
and he really does nothing that well <laughs> relative relative to the PGA Tour. I mean, he's actually he's top fifty in strokes gained off the tee and approach. So I guess that's pretty good. But he's forty fifth and forty eighth, so it's not like he's elite. And then actually, I kind of take that back. He's thirty second in putting. He's strokes gained. He's thirtieth tee to green, and strokes gained total. He's twenty first this year. So he's actually low-key, like, very good statistically. I don't know. I was completely wrong. But the fact of the matter is he has not won ever. He's been on the PGA Tour for, I want to say, he turned 10 pro, or 11 he, years. Yeah, he turned pro in 09. Yeah, so even he was on the web.com, whatever. But um, he's been on tour, I want to say, for at least 10 years and hasn't won. So low-key, just got to give him a shout-out for being the most average-ass dude to make – 15 million in the last decade because that's a it's no small feat and guys like that don't get enough praise no exactly and they make the pga tour go man that's what you gotta have a, you gotta have dudes competing every week not everybody can always win but you're you're making a living doing that why the fuck would why would you win his his uh that that'll be the quote like his career ending press conference will be like somebody's <laughs> There's got to be losers every week. Somebody somebody can't win it every week. Somebody like, can't win it all every time. No shit, pal. You never did. Like, Brandel Shambly has more wins on tour than he does, and that's fucking disappointing. <laughs> that, that is. Well, maybe he's, a, maybe he's a sleeper pick for this week at the Wells Fargo. We will tell you guys about that in a bit. But first, before we give you guys our top ten PGA Tour trophies and discuss the Wells Fargo, I want to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. So the DraftKings Sportsbook app, as we've said before, is America's top-rated sportsbook app. And this week, there's quite the boxing match coming up, and the hits from DraftKings literally keep on coming. This weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring on Saturday night. There's no better place to get into all the action than DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. So all you got to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and turn turn $1 into $55 on either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. Plus, with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, shout-out Denver Nuggets 9-1 since Jamal Murray and Avalanche have won two in a row since they've gotten healthy. DraftKings Sportsbook has even more ways for you to make money and make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can always deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DNVR when you sign up and get 55-1 to 1 odds on this weekend's main boxing event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for their new users and offering them $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, and new customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Into our top 10 trophies on the PGA Tour. Now, like we alluded to a little bit earlier, we are not going to go with the major trophies and the Ryder Cup, which are arguably the top five overall. The the trophies that we're going to go over today aren't necessarily the ones that mean the most to players. I mean, unless you're Cameron Tringale, any trophy would mean something to you, apparently, at this point. Um, But So the PGA has the Wanamaker trophy and it's all these are incredible looking trophies like i said we're not going for 
looks and old schoolness of the trophies. We're going for crazy badass, like what we think is cool, the coolest trophy, and we're both a little off the off the uh, normal chart. So we're going for things that are really dope. But the Ryder Cup is it basically considered the world's most prestigious trophy. And so we're not going to include that one. We're not including the Claret Jug. I would, I, I'd say it's right up there at the Stanley Cup with Lord Stanley. Yeah, well, and really the, um, I think it's the PGA Championship trophy looks almost identical to the Stanley Cup. The Wanamaker trophy? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah then, that's, that's a big old cup you can drink a lot of liquids out of. Exactly. And then we have the, the Masters, of course, you get the green jacket and Mitchell's one of Mitchell's top five may or may not have a jacket included with the trophy, so we'll get to that. And then the U.S. Open trophy, of course. Winning U.S. Opens, like, it's... it's The Masters is a premier golf event, but a U.S. Open for a kid that grew up in the United States because the Masters is, like, one of those sports... Like, you have to be top 60 in the world, you have to get an invite, you have to have won the Masters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anybody, and anybody out there listening, literally anyone could show up to a U.S. Open local and qualify and go through national, regionals, nationals, whatever, and qualify for sectionals. the U.S. sectionals. There you go. And like we did talk about last week, and the U.S. Open being a major, you can show up to a Monday qualifier at some of these golf tournaments and, and play your way into a professional sporting event in one week. So U.S. Open is really cool for that. A lot of people love that. All right, I'm going to get into... Real, real quick, real quick, sorry, I'm sorry. If you're a real traditionalist, I think the Claret Jug is right up there, like maybe the top one, because the 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 Open is kind of where golf started. And so it's like the longest-lived, the most tenured event in like the sports history. So I think the, the Claret Jug is held in a different regard for... A lot of like golf purists, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like golf. Yeah, the golf purists, the older dudes that just have a absolute, you know what, off the game of, <laughs> off of going out and shooting ninety seven every six days a week. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the clear like well, watching the the best part about watching the Open in general is it's always on like first thing in the morning and or just, in the middle of the night. Yeah, and just any major. It, that they're so they're televised to where you can watch every shot is way better. Like we find ourselves sitting there at work on a Friday trying to catch the PGA Tour, and we're like, "Oh, it's not one o'clock Mountain Time yet. We can't watch it." So that's why majors are usually more enjoyable to watch for sure, and they mean more, of course. Exactly. All right. So my number five ranked trophy on the PGA Tour is going to be the Mayakoba Classic. And like I said, you guys, for you guys just listening and don't have any visuals, go ahead and go over to thednvr.com and check out the article where this podcast is posted to see all these crazy trophies because it's not just your typical run-of-the-mill, boring-ass Stanley Cup or Super Bowl, Super Bowl trophy. I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not because these, these guys' trophy case don't just have a bunch of gold with wood on them and plaques. Like These are some insane trophies. And so the Mayacoba that's played at El Chameleon in Mexico is a legit chameleon. It, and when you look at it, it, it's not the greatest of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fring job is not the right word. Like Chisel? It chisel, yeah. Like it, the shitty, it's a shitty chisel job of the chameleon. But I'm sitting here staring at Victor Hovland holding it from last year. And 
he it's just like it looks like it's about to like if it rained it would kind of fall apart right there but i mean getting it looks a trip, like it's like cut out of like coral i don't what's it made out of do you know i don't know i didn't my research is not that extensive but it <laughs> it does you you have a point there it does kind of look like the basically it's like a you can kind of tell it's a chameleon but not really so and it kind of looks like they use that material so nobody would really know like how perfect or imperfect it was. You know what I mean? They could just kind of like some dudes in his backyard chiseling this shit out the day before the like the Saturday of the week of the tournament. Yeah, it's it looks like it got made by me in third grade clay class. <laughs> it was like I I, brought, I I actually think that's a knock on your third grade clay skills because you. You made some good shit back then. I, bu- I brought mom home of this shitty chameleon, and all of a sudden they're like, well, what? She's like, ah, this is going to the back shelf. This is now a PG Tour trophy. Yeah. So, but really cool nonetheless and really, like, original, which is what, what we're going for here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, speaking of originality, I don't know if you could get any more original than my number five, which is the Safeway Open which is traditionally played up in wine country in Napa Valley at uh, Silverado Country Club. And their trophy is a miniature barrel of wine. So I hope that comes full because like some really high quality shit, because otherwise it's, it's like it probably costs about $15 to make. I mean, there's some extra money that goes with winning the Safeway open luckily. So, uh, but yeah, the trophy is a, a little barrel of wine, and I just really I, I like that. I think that's pretty cool. That would look really cool in the trophy case. Yeah, I, like I said, it, it must be cool to have somebody that's won a lot on tour and see their trophy case because it's not just you know your typical participation medal ribbons that we used to have on our nightstand and like blue and red depending upon if you got first or second place these are super original things so that i still have in my bedroom yeah exactly that are still <laughs> prominent when i got my eighth grade, from my roof eighth grade participation award in soccer uh, we we never played soccer but no okay. knock on soccer though we just never played no can knock soccer very very popular international sport not big runners we're not big cardio guys <laughs> If you ever saw me, you'd be like, yeah, he's not built for soccer <laughs> or basketball or football. He's built for golf. You look at me and you're like, yeah, he's built to play golf with a cart. <laughs> In a cart, for sure. <laughs> In, In a golf cart. In a golf cart. <laughs> All right. Um, so my, okay, what, what's your next one? My next ranked trophy is the Century Tournament of Champions, which is played at the, at the uh, Kapalua Resort Plantation Course. And Harris English won this last year, but it's like a it's like a blue vase with two sides, and one side I think has like a dolphin tail coming out of it. It looks like, and then the other side is like a wave, so it's like a big blue horn <laughs> kind of looking thing. <laughs> but yeah, it does look like a like a curled like um, what is that horn called? I don't know. Isn't that like some European like a yeah? Like Dutch it looks or... like something that like some dude. Uh, like climbing the side of the mountain it with looks his like, like it, it leader like hosing on. It looks like the conch from SpongeBob. Yeah, it, well, it looks like some dude to be walking up the side of like a really steep mountain, like honking on that thing. <laughs> just absolutely honking. I on am just, honking just on this <laughs> century rip, tournament. Just of ripping trophy. on this horn. Uh, 
Okay. Well, and yes, one fun I, fact I, about the the Century Tournament of Champions before it became um, like COVID, before COVID happened, they used to have Miss before Teen. Before it became COVID. <laughs> before COVID became our lives, uh, Miss Teen Hawaii and Miss Hawaii, Miss USA Hawaii, would always take a picture with the Century Tournament of Champions winner with this trophy. So talk about a big dub. Uh, having I, two trophies next to you and then one holding one as well. <laughs> I would also say that the biggest dub uh, for anybody holding that trophy is the fact that you made it to the Tournament of Champions that year and you already can book your flights for the next year. Exactly. Like, what What's a better feeling on tour than going to the Tournament of Champions, which is invite only if you want on tour the previous season, so and no Cameron Tringale. Of the year. No Cameron Tringale then. No Tringale. He's never been. Never. He's like, what's Kapalua? Not, not sure. But yeah, it's literally first tournament of the season. You won last year. You win again, and you're coming back to Kapalua the next year. You can already book the whole family in a suite at the Four Seasons and get ready for another Hawaii trip in the first week of January. So I think that is the biggest win of the Kapalua. The weird horn looking deal is just a, an added bonus. Um, yeah, I do have, so Breck for my, Oh yeah. Well, Breck Bruce Uh, my fourth one, I do. We just talked about it, but I have to go with the Valspar, uh, the golden paintbrush. I think it's very creative. For those of you who don't know about home improvement tools, uh, Valspar is a painting company. They, who knows why a painting company would sponsor a PGA Tour event? Their accountant was probably like, "We need to get rid of like ten million. Uh, let's just sponsor this shit and get a bunch of boxes and invite all of our employees out, and it's like an employee outing. Then we can write it off." Um, but yeah, they they did very well on the the trophy. It looks really good, and. It is famously played at the Copperhead course down in Tampa, which is one of the favorite courses of most of the PGA Tour guys out there. It's one of the best tests, and I just really enjoy the creative golden paintbrush, so that is my number four. I love it. Uh, Moving on to my number three. This is where we get real original. So number three is the Sanderson Farms, and it's basically just one giant cock. Rooster. It is a golden <laughs> it's rooster. A golden cock. Golden big old yep. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's sponsored by Sanderson Farms, well known for their chicken. I was gonna say if you're not um, if you're not big in the chicken game, get on some probably, Sanderson Farms chicken. Probably cage their chickens. They're probably sitting on top of one another. Who knows how they treat their chickens? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take that that unnecessary, unwarranted shot at Sanderson Farms. But yeah, their their trophy is very good, and it's kind of like an off. It's just the most southern trophy you can find. Like we engraved a rooster, and this is your trophy. Like that's something I'd find in my aunt and uncle's ranch house. They probably have like ten of those that you could pass off for the Sanderson Farms Championship trophy. Yeah, you're like, what do you think of my golden rooster? <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah, but I do really like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Um, so my number three, it's, it's not a cop out. Um, I just really like the way they look. 
but it's multiple. So it's all the WGCs because they all kind of look the same. They're like golden cups, like golden. They're not golden. They're they're like copper. Um, and then they've got navy blue. Maybe it's just because I like the color scheme. I've been doing some like home designing for my house, and I just really like the way the copper and the navy blue bounce off of each other. And I really like the the engraved players on the sides. Just very original. Uh, that's my only like traditionalist pick for this entire uh, deal. So that's that's my one traditionalist pick. But I just really like the way they look. They're super clean. They definitely look like they're just a step below the majors. Like you almost want a major. Here's something that looks like you almost want a major. Yeah, the WG, the the one I'm looking at right here with uh, Colin Morikawa, that blue and gold or blue and copper looks super clean right next to each other. And it's also got like the little, like it's basically got the main trophy vibe, but then it's got the little handles and some white on it and some golfers and some more gold. And yeah, the w, WGC does a really good job with their trophies. Exactly. Moving on to my number two, this was last week's trophy, and this is kind of traditionalist because of the way it looks. It's just a big glass trophy, but I'm going to go with the Zurich Classic and just staring here at Cam Smith and Mark Leishman holding this up. It's a super dope fleur-de-lis in glass, so I mean, I don't know how you can go wrong. Like I, I fuck heavy with the Saints like jerseys and logos and that, just New Orleans in general. But the fact, the other cool part about this, which you guys could probably tell, but if you're not too into the PGA Tour and know where these tournaments are played, they're usually sponsor event type of things, or they're like, they have to do with like the culture of where the tournament is played. And there's nothing more New Orleans than the Florida Lee, and it's super shiny glass, and it's a pretty big trophy. It's one of the bigger ones given out, but it's just all straight glass, nothing else. So I'm a big fan of, uh, I'm a big fan of the Zurich Classic Trophy. Yeah, I, I also do enjoy that one. Um, that's that's a pretty good call there. Uh, my next one is going to be, now we're getting a little more out of the box here. Um, it, actually, inside of a box, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, the Valero Texas Open. You get some fucking cowboy boots. You get some shit kickers. <laughs> you can wear those to the, the local rodeo on a Saturday night and... Uh, I'm sure they're very high quality um, leather boots. You know, it is what it is. It's their leather boots, but just slipping that boot on, you're like Cinderella. Well, and you also get a pretty dope. Um, you get a, the trophy is actually pretty cool. It's kind of lame because it's Texas, and Texas is just kind of eh. But it's basically the state of Texas in glass with the Valero Texas Open on it, and then the city of Austin where it's played. And, like, a little basically gold, like, all the buildings and stuff like that recreated to look like Austin. And then you get the boots as well, which, um, ju- was it Justin Thomas this year? Or, no, Jordan Spieth, sorry. Jordan I get the, Spieth, I Jesus. get those two confused all the time. Um, but, yeah, Jordan Spieth was rocking those black, shiny boots. And it would be fun to see how much those cost because cowboy boots are not cheap. I wear them once a year. And I always go to buy some, and I'm like, yeah, that's I, I'll make do with. That's not worth it. That's that ain't it, Chief. Yeah, Jordan Spieth was definitely new boo goofing this year, hundred <laughs> percent. Everybody's new boo goofing. Um, so yeah, that's that's my second three favorite. payments. Three, genuine ostrich three payments. We probably lost just like everybody there, but if you guys haven't fine. seen Reno nine one one, just Google 
new boot goofing on YouTube. It's the best forty it's seconds. Well anymore. worth your time. Exactly. Well worth your time. And taking right. home taking home my top spot, uh, mostly because I'm a Tiger fan, but also just because it's a badass looking trophy. They didn't get to have this tournament last year, but the Hero World Challenge. It's a giant ass like. Basically, it's tiger. Yeah, it's a tiger with his arm around like the world. So it's it's a really cool looking trophy. From what I can see here, it's not it's, real quick. I don't think tigers have arms. Well, a paw, leg, leg, front leg, front leg, whatever. You know, it's technically a feline. Yeah. Well, we uh, this isn't an animal podcast, so the ti- <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this tiger's arm. Is wrapped around, but basically it's the tiger's hand. Uh, fucking now you got me all fucked up. <laughs> it's the tiger's leg wrapped around the world on top of like a wood, really nice wood piece with all the players' names engraved on it. So and Tiger Woods gave the trophy to Henrik Stenson a couple years ago. So there's a tiger and then a tiger on it as well. And so it's just that that takes home my top spot just for originality, but it also looks really good and it would look really good on the mantle. I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that's an A one mantelpiece. Um, so my top favorite one is uh, pretty recent, also. Um, but I just love the tartan jacket of the RBC Heritage. Um, I it's it's so good. For those who don't know, it's a red tartan jacket with green black stripes. Uh, just such a good looking. Great looking jacket. Um, Stuart Sink made it look really good this year. It's more of like a Christmas theme. Um, got some green going. Got a little bit of yellow going. Yeah, it looks like it's from Scotland, but you could also wear it to an ugly sweater party at, at the holidays. Or you could wear it to like a really high end like Christmas dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like you're taking you're, you're taking out the family. You're going to. Shanahan's or Elway's or something like that, and then you're, you're wearing... Chili's. <laughs> you're going to Applebee's for the two for ten, and you wear the tartan jacket. Everybody's going to know who the fuck you, you are and you're <laughs> dealing with. Um, but no, it's just a great-looking jacket, and the fact that they do a jacket, um, it's slightly traditionalist because it's also kind of that master's vibe to it, but it also looks like I really don't know who the trophy is of the RBC Heritage, but it looks like uh, some really old dude in some really tight pants and uh, a, a vest and a flat top Baker Mayfield style hat uh, before they were cool, before they were in. So, yeah. So, um, very cool, very cool award trophy deal overall. And it is, I would say, one of the more prestigious uh, tournaments to win that's a non major. It's definitely a good accomplishment. It's a great golf course, so I, I really do like that one. Yeah, and a couple that were just left on the cutting room floor. Of course, the Farmers Insurance Open has uh, that's that's played at Torrey Pines has the little farm the tree basically one of those cypress trees is that they're called? Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like the replica of the tree out on eighteen. Yeah, except the only thing that's lame about this and why it didn't make my top five is it's like tiny. It's like it looks like it's about maybe eight inches tall. And when you win a PGA Tour event at Torrey Pines, you want to have some... Eight inches is tiny? Well, when we're talking about trophies, <laughs> it, it, it's rather small compared to the other the other trophies. And it's all about, it's all about comparison, right? Yeah, I would definitely agree. It's uh, 
it's a little bit about comparison if we if we do have to admit that um you also get a surfboard with the AT&T Pro-Am Championship so I would love to see Patrick Reed in his uh, glory out on a surfboard. I don't know if he can cheat at that, but I'm sure he would try. Yeah, he he looks like he has no idea what he'd be doing on a goddamn surfboard. He's not me. He doesn't have that yeah, surfboard body. He's built like me out on a surfboard. Like They don't make jumpsuits for people like us. <laughs> you just stretch that shit out. You just hop in there. You, you get after it. Um, one I do have on the cutting room floor is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You get a vest, also not built for me, but uh, Bryson DeChambeau pulled it off in his, I'm sure it's probably a 2X uh, red vest. That's the signature Arnold Palmer. I don't know why Arnold Palmer is such a hard word for me to say. Um, you do get a trophy along with the red vest, so it's a pretty sweet setup. But yeah, that, that was my cutting room floor. I love it. Well, before we get out of here, we gotta—I mean, we gotta give you guys picks. We're we're on fire here, so we're each gonna give you guys three picks and give you the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, odds for their top ten, top five, and to win the tournament. So, you guys pick what you want here. I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit on all six of these guys, and we're gonna give you hopefully a third winner in a row. If we go to a third winner in a row, we're gonna call up like the Daily Wager or. I'm going to get RK and Dre and start going on bets every week because this this run, if this run keeps on going, it can't be stopped. Yeah, we're just going to make everybody, everybody's going to be able to retire. Uh, we can have all these meetings at the DNVR bar and go to every watch game because nobody has to work the next day because we've made you all a fucking fortune. Yeah, and we've sh- single-handedly shut down DraftKings with golf bets. <laughs> yeah, if you see Vegas's lights turn off, it's because we've shut them down single-handedly with our golf betting. Exactly. So my three picks this week, one guy I'm going to go with uh, close to the top ten. And so a real key stat here this week at Quail Hollow, which was we talked about earlier, but the site of a PGA championship is strokes gained off the tee. It's real important for you guys to hit the fairway and hit it a little bit longer ways at this course. It's tipping out around 7,600 yards, and in North Carolina, that's a long, long ways. So Carolina's having a nice little swing here, getting a couple of events in a row. I think they doubled their events from last year on this little swing. From one to two? No, I think they went from two to four. I think there's four straight <laughs> events in the Carolinas. But I'm going to go uh, with... in the, the Carolinas, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go okay. with Mitchell's pick last week. And I'm going to ride him again this week, Victor Hovland. So he's plus 2,000 to win it, plus 400 to top five, and plus 175 to top 10. He is fourth in the PGA Tour in strokes gained off the tee, so I'm kind of riding that stat hard this week and just going with my gut on Victor Hovland. He's played some really good golf all year, always finding himself close to the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. My second pick, and this guy... I did pick him last week, so I'm I'm riding I'm riding our hot streak from last week. He fell out of the top 20, but started out really well and had a position to get in the top 10 on Sunday, and that's the uh, Canadian Corey Connors. He's plus 3,300 to win it, plus 650 to top 10, and plus 250 or plus 650 to top five, excuse me, and plus 250 to top 10. And my last and final pick this week can't figure out why this guy is so low on the leaderboard uh, or on the odds board, I guess I should say. But he's the de- quote-unquote defending champion of this event because they didn't have it in 2020 due to COVID. He won here already. He's played really good golf this year. He f- 
I actually put a bet on him to win the tournament on Sunday this last week because he was only one shot behind, and that didn't pan out, of course, because Sam Burns won it. But I'm going to go with Max Homa, and he's plus 4,000 to win it, plus 800 to top five, and plus 400 to top ten. Okay, I, I really do agree with all those picks. I like those. Um, so speaking of odds that don't make sense, uh, Keegan Bradley is like plus 5,000 to win this week. Um, I'm not going to take him to get the dub, and if he does win, we can cut that. Um, but I'm taking him to top 10 plus 550. He got second last week, and he finished sec- or third the week before that in the uh, Zurich with his buddy Brendan Steele. But he's playing great golf right now. He's striking it really well. And I think he'll want a little bit of uh, revenge after what happened this last Sunday when he kind of choked it away a little bit. He's he's like that avid, competitive kind of dude where you can tell when he fails, it lights a fire under his ass. So, And he definitely didn't fail, but he, he had the tournament. It was his to win, and he didn't win it. So I think that will definitely motivate him again this week. Um, plus 550 top 10 on Keegs. And then I've got Emiliano Grillo, um, plus 500 to top 10. He plays really well on courses that uh, the ball needs to be driven well at. He's just a really good ball striker year in, year out. Um, he's very consistent. You don't see his name on the leaderboard that often this year. But in years past, I think he probably cracked the top 10, maybe the top 20 in the world. He's been a little slow here and there, but he played really well, like I said, at the RBC. I think he finished top five. And he is plus 500 to top 10, um, so I really like those odds. And then I'm taking a bit of a flyer on the winner. Since I picked the winner last week and it made no sense, I'm going to pick a winner this week that also makes no sense. I'm going to pick Will Zalatoris uh, to finish in first <laughs> to win the tournament. Um, I think this is his – I think he took a week off for the Zurich and the Valspar. He played in the RBC, and then he took off the Zurich and the Valspar. He's coming off a long couple weeks, but everybody remembers that high Masters finish, and I think he played pretty well at the RBC too. So, um, And he's another dude who actually hasn't won out on tour yet. So we're all waiting for that first tour win, and why not this week? I mean, he's 5'8 and 150 pounds, and he hits at 3'10", 320. So he's more than capable of winning this week, and I, I do like him plus 3,000. So... I'm rolling with Willie Z to win it this week. I love it, man. I love it. Well, go on to DraftKings Sportsbook. Get those picks in, you guys. Appreciate you listening another week. We'll be back next week with some more uh, golf info. Hopefully, we've got you guys another winner. Hopefully, we're we're padding that pocketbook on your DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at DNVR underscore golf. I am at Big Drive Spence. He is at Big Drive Mitch. We always have shitty takes on all Den- all things Denver sports and golf. So make sure you're following us on all those. And until next time, we'll talk to y'all. Peace.